0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by M-Prize Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest episode of 21 Questions – a subscribe-provided Q&A show that's proudly presented by McAdoodles, your one-stop shop for beer, wine, and spirits, now in Kansas City. Don't forget to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything from the highest-ranked Chiefs podcast network of 2022. And now, the latest episode of 21 Questions.
2: what's going on chief's kingdom welcome to this special live episode of 21 questions here on wednesday afternoon i'm bj kissel that is Tucker Franklin, and we are hanging out at the McAdoodles in Lee Summit just off 291 Highway. It is Wine Down Wednesdays, yes. Tucker, so you can get 15% off wine and spirits by coming to the McAdoodles anytime today and just mentioning KC Sports Network, and you get that 15% off. Um, our social guy, Joel, is hanging out with us, too. He's going to put some content out. You get a, He'll give you a, a feel for how, many, how big this place is and how many Dude. different things you have going on. Plus, they have taste testings. Um, we saw a mixology class that they've got going on here tucker mm-hmm. uh, a lot of cool stuff here at mac as it has spread to kansas city hopefully it continues to spread with more stores around the metro but i'm really happy with the partnership that we have here and uh excited to be doing another show here second one we've done here
3: absolutely second one we've done S- different location of what the first time we've done we did it as yeah. a wine cellar the first time that kind of giving you a different look this is the tasting bar where we're at right now you can come up yep. and that's what's really unique about mac you can get a tasting of something that you want to have before you buy a whole bottle of it
2: you already started looking in there we found our five farms already
3: Yeah, we got all kinds of stuff down here. Five Farms, shout out to them. Yeah, before you buy something, you want to
2: taste it. Beautiful thing about MacDoodles. So again, mention KCSN, get 15% off the rest of today. If you're going out to the Royals game for opening day, you want to get some stuff for your tailgate what better place to come if you're in the Lee summit area uh, to come over here and hang out. If not, just make the trip. It'll be fun. Yeah. We'll be going live for the next 45 minutes. So you want to be on that camera, come hang out. But uh, I'm excited. I always like 21 questions because we get to talk about things that our subscribers and you that are watching live and spending part of your day with us, uh, what you guys want us to talk about. And I know one of those things, Tucker, um, <laughs> based on my Twitter account over the last couple of days yeah. uh, is just, again, it's, It's a basic, I'm not getting in-depth nerdy stuff here on caps, cash, contracts, how all this stuff works. And for anybody who has no idea what I'm talking about or those who do and want to know what I was talking about on Twitter, it's a very nuanced conversation, so I'm excited to talk about a little bit here. Uh, But I'll start it with this tweet, Talker. I tweeted out, I'm not sure the draft pick compensation is what would stop the Chiefs from a D-Hop addition. More than likely, it's the money on his contract. Even a reworked one would probably be above what they're willing to pay or what they're able to pay. They have cash restrictions with a budget, has nothing to do with the cap. As I wrote that, and now that I see how some people are taking it, I understand it was very shorthand and it was a lot of stuff packed into one. So the context of the conversation when I tweeted that out about Dhop was when the cardinal said that he has he can go negotiate with other teams right and people are talking about what kind of pick is going to take i don't think that the negotiation of whether D Hop would come here would have anything to do like i tweeted with the draft pick i think they would figure that out his talent over circumvents that it's it's going to Warrant whatever the pick is, it's the contract side of things, and that he's due nineteen and a half million dollars this lot. next year, and then like fourteen million dollars the next year. He's going to want some sort of an extension, and even a reworked deal is not going to pay him significantly less than what he's due right now on his yeah. current contract, uh, unless he's just outright released, and then completely different situation. You start from scratch and get whatever contract. But as of now, he's due nineteen and a half million dollars next year. Mm-hmm. Now the rest of that was they have cash restrictions with a budget and that seems to set people off and i want to be very clear about this and that every business has a budget and that includes the chiefs that includes clark hunt letting these guys know this is the the parameters that you can play in now does that this is the nuanced part of it does that mean that if they needed a lot of cash for whatever reason and there are examples that we'll get into that they couldn't go to him and have that conversation Absolutely. They could do that. Do I think it's going to be for a DeAndre Hopkins type of move? That would surprise me a little bit because you have moves. And this is the one that we're talking about. Patrick Mahomes Mm -hmm. two years ago. And this is one thing I don't think a lot of people know that if you sign a free agent, you sign a player to an extension and he gets guaranteed money. The owner has to write a check for whatever that guaranteed money is and put that in escrow account the second that contract is signed or even before however the mechanisms of that work. That contract, that money has to go into an escrow. So when you look at the cap for some of these, like a – or Jawan Taylor this year, another one, $60 million guaranteed. He mm-hmm. had to write a $60 million check and put that in the bank in escrow. Yeah. That doesn't have anything to do with the cap. The cap hit may be like eight, nine, ten million dollars. I couldn't. I don't know off the top of my head. You know what, John Taylor's cap hit I is? I believe
3: it's close to eight. Yeah, I'd have to look. So, so eight think- million
2: is the cap hit, but the actual amount of cash that Clark Hunt and the Chiefs had to write was sixty million dollars yeah. in the bank. Yeah. A year and a half after they put one hundred and forty million in the bank for Patrick Mahomes' monolithic, like mega deal, and so. In terms of cash, I know the conversation on Twitter had turned into he's worth $2 billion. His valuation is $2 billion. It doesn't mean there's $2 billion sitting in a checking account. Right. It doesn't mean even if there was that there's still not budgets being set. So in a case like Patrick Mahomes, where the cash budget could be anywhere, it's probably always somewhat close to the cap. The number is probably always clear. Mm-hmm. So if it's two hundred, two hundred and twenty million, two hundred and forty million, $220 $240 whatever it is, on your yearly cap or your yearly budget for cash – all of a sudden one year you have to write a check for $141 million kind of throws that off. So yes, they've done this before right now for the chiefs. If you look at the cash spending, they're 21st in the league, which will trigger some people and they spend $121 million in cash on the offensive side, but only 70 million in cash on the defensive side. What that tells me is that maybe they have it planned for a Chris Jones extension and they have to stash whatever the guaranteed money he's going to get away because they're going to have to write a check and put that in escrow as well. Yep. And so it is nuanced in that way. And that I do think that if there was a compelling case for them to want more cash, they could go to Clark Hunt ownership. However, that process works. We don't oh, we don't know. They don't talk about that a lot. But do I think they could do that? Yes. Do they have to do that for patch Walms? Absolutely. Would they have to do that for another big deal like a Chris Jones? Absolutely. DeAndre Hopkins, phenomenal player. I was on the DeAndre Hopkins bandwagon from the beginning, mm-hmm. but I feel like there's always going to be a type, a DeAndre Hopkins type in every free agency period where it's not really a budget. If every time you get excited about a player, <laughs> right. you go back, yeah. like, Hey, I want more money. Cause this player is awesome. That's the nuanced part of this, that yes, it's open. We've never heard anything about not getting players because they didn't have the cash. We've heard that with other teams, mm-hmm. Famous ones, the Raiders. It's when I learned about the cash and the escrow stuff is when the Raiders couldn't extend or keep Khalil Mack. They had to trade him because they didn't have enough cash yeah. to put an escrow for the contract that he was going to be given. So I know it's a nuanced situation. The other part of this is on social media. It turned into Clark Hunt is cheap and he's worth all this money. And the, the value of the franchise has changed so much. that Patrick Mahomes has been here um, all true, but at the same time, there's still a budget. Like yeah. there's still yeah. something to be there, and this is personal for me because I worked here for six years. He took care of us, like right. uh, Clark Hunt. And the family they take care of you, and we talk with other people around the league, and that's not always the case. So I do take that a little bit personally uh, when people say those types of things. He's a businessman. He's brilliant with it. The Chiefs have never been better for. A- understanding benefit of the doubt in the relationship between Andy Reid, Clark Hunt, Brett Veach. We know it's strong. We know it's great. um, And they work through these types of things. So yes, everything is nuanced. They needed more money. They could do it. But at the same time, there's going to be a number that they have to operate around that they know, which is a cash budget. That's where all that was coming from. If that doesn't make sense, please hammer us in the comment section and we'll get to it.
3: Yeah, Clinton uh, Petrie put in there. Uh, Brett Coleman did make a bit a video about the Lamar issue, just with cap and everything like that. It kind mm-hmm. of explained about how that escrow and and how all that works. It looks like it says it's January thirty first of the next year, is what you have to get seventy five percent of the money there. That's still a lot. That's a big chunk of money when yeah. you're talking about like the Patrick Mahomes signing. That's a lot of money. Seventy five percent of what he was guaranteed is a lot.
2: Yeah, and we're not getting into the the details of how the mechanisms on all the contracts works. It's just in terms of people thinking that the cap is how much money they're spending and he's got all this money why can't he just spend it or cash spending every year there's so many different things that go into it and cash spending isn't also just salaries for the players well that's what the context of this conversation but it's also salaries for the coaches salaries for the staff any upgrades you do to the facilities which i know has triggered a lot of people talking about jackson county and the taxpayers. Mm -hmm. there's upgrades to the practice facilities or even arrowhead stadium that the hunts have paid for. And so all of that goes into the cash as well. And we've never had a real issue or kind of thing that is a narrative that's circulated that the chiefs can't do, can't get such done because they're not paying for it. They don't have the money. It's never been a thing. It's just, when I put the tweet out, it triggered some people. Um, And I wanted to have a little bit more time on a podcast to explain that nuance.
3: This is the uh, not fun side of football, right? Like, this is the business side. This is the side that, you know, some people do really enjoy. But me personally, I like to see, you know, the players on the field and that stuff of it. Like, like the guys who enjoy being on the team, playing for a team. This is the side of things that, like, the business side that's just Kind of a drag
2: sometimes and we can move on after this and get to your questions and we appreciate you for hanging out spending part of your day with us if you're watching live send us those questions are they watching on twitter youtube facebook wherever you're at we appreciate it uh hit the like and subscribe all that stuff the other thing i think that people have in their head is because you hear this a lot with baseball about owners yeah. not putting money into a team and just trying to make a buck that thought and that narrative is like creeping into this. Well, it's just like that. That is not this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that right. is not the same thing. Uh they're obviously fielding a competitive football team. And they have even before Patrick Mahomes, they were a competitive football team that was a well run business. With the CEO and chairman of the team also being the chairman of the finance committee for the NFL. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to run a budget.
3: Yeah, that definitely helps. Yeah. Um, that that helps in that it's regard.
2: Brilliant but... in that regard. I think was like three years, got his econ degree, valedictorian like whoo he's
3: SMU, right? He's is a that genius.
2: yes a genius in this regard, so a, we're in good hands.
3: That was a really good nugget I pulled out of it. That Clark, <laughs> with SMU. Um, looking at the uh, the Discord. Hey, also, if you want to ask some of these questions, we're, we're going to take your questions live, but also, if you want questions and join our Discord, you can find a link down below and you can join the KCSN Substack that will give you access to the KCSN Discord that is $30 a year, $5 a month, or you could go down there. And get the KCSN draft guide. Also, another link in there that'll come, that's coming out, I believe, next week. And you can get three months of the uh, KCSN sub stack. So, uh, looking at some of the questions uh, here, uh, this is from No Chicken Tonight on the Discord. He said, Are there any post June 1 designated wide receivers or offensive tackles worth monitoring? Ooh. It's a thought process I haven't gotten to quite yet.
2: Yeah, I think that would obviously be after the draft. Um, you've got the the mechanism, and I thought it was $2 million. It might be, and I read 1.75, and then someone told me it was 2.5. As far as veteran contracts that are signed that don't count against the compensatory pick formula. yeah. Um, so it'll be after the draft that some of those type veterans and those post-June 1st cuts get made because teams are planning their draft strategies, and they don't want to let guys go, and they don't want to make those moves unless they know they've got you know whatever depth or whatever area they're looking at. So mm-hmm. if you've got a player that you think you might be cutting – more surprised at this point if it happens after the draft because they kind of have the roster set and they want to have a little bit more control going in uh, yeah, to see how they- things, you know, shake out during the draft. You never really know. Um, But I don't have any particular players in mind. I still think they need a veteran receiver, Um, whether it's DeAndre Hopkins, whether it's Odell Beckham. uh Brandon Ayuk's gotten thrown out there. <laughs> and I, so I jump back into the conversation saying same thing with Cash really and Stephen sure. Gray to answer your question or uh, respond to your thing about he has no guaranteed money left on his deal. Thing with D-Hop is that he has 19 and a half million dollars due next year on his cap. So if they don't want to spend 19 and a half million dollars on a receiver, that's the thing. If he's not willing to sign an extension after that, then yeah, I'd be more excited, but then it gets into a football discussion. How does he fit? What is his work? How does he fit? The talent we know is there, but again, it's nuanced that it's more than just one thing, but you're exactly right. And the no guaranteed money, all the stuff that we just talked about putting money in escrow without an extension for D hop, that part doesn't come in there. The paying him 19 and a half million dollars does so, I would have no problem with it. It's not my money, I'm <laughs> right, not the one building it. Right. I trust at this point, Andrew Reed and Brett Beach are very good and they know what they need, and they know what Mahomes needs to go out there and make plays. So, um, trust that it'll work out, but yeah, it's not a lack of not having it if you need it, but also playing and operating within a budget.
3: Yeah, uh, we're getting really comfortable us spending other people's money, right. Yeah, so what we always what have. it's a beauty been, thing. <laughs> it's been pretty easy to We've spend other people's money. Been doing
2: that for a very, very long time on the old blogs and yeah, Twitter. Uh,
3: this question that's is the a live, fun part, right? live question here from DC. Any chance Willie Gay may be trade bait with the Tranquil signing? Pretty sure Willie is a free agent next year. Interesting thought.
2: I wouldn't trade him. I think the Tranquil thing, of anything, if it was brought in to compete, It's going to bring the best out of Willie Gay. You're going to see a motivated player that's going to go out and prove, no, I'm the guy. I should step in here and have my role and all those types of things. So bringing competition in, I don't think it's a bad thing. I understand the brought him in, value, get, do this. But at the same time, like one of them gets injured, you're feeling good that you have a guy there that can go make a play. So I'd rather keep him, motivated player, contract years undefeated, as a late great Terrez Paylor would always say.
3: It's also interesting, too, the versatility that I think Drew Tranquil brings to not only the linebacker room, but to the defense just as, in general, the different packages you can have with Drew Tranquil on the field. Even if you put him with Willie Gay out there, you got a lot of guys that can cover out there. Um, so exciting to see what Steve Spino can dial up with those guys. I think it's a depth uh, type of type of deal because, you know, football is a game of attrition. You need some bodies out there. So I, I think that it's a it's a good signing uh, for the Chiefs.
2: And Steven, you're welcome. Thanks for hanging out. appreciate the comment. I appreciate the discourse of being able to talk about these things and understand it's not this like bad thing. It's not black and white, but it's also not this like there's this negative thing that is behind the scenes that people don't like. There's this deceitful nature of things going on like that's not what's happening here. It's just you have a budget. Everybody's got one or you should. You You've be. got a budget. You should have a got budget. a budget. Joel's got a budget. My wife and I have a budget. Like everybody's got one. Yeah. It's the same deal. If you need more money, you go talk to the boss, but you got to oh, can't do cool. that all the time. <laughs>
3: no, you can't. You can't dip into. Well, it's not a budget. That's true. <laughs>
2: right. Um,
3: Royals opening day. I don't know if you know this Oof. tomorrow.
2: A lot of friends going. I might take the kids out of school. I'll be going. Have not decided. We talked about it earlier. Yeah. How all excited right. are you?
3: I'm pretty excited. I got the uh, Fountain Pass for the Royals. So, every nice. home game. Uh my dad got it for me. My family got it for me for my birthday.
2: are rocking the blue today for. Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh so I can can go to any Royals game a home game. So, uh, Beautiful. very exciting. Yeah. So That's cool. Uh Joel Pinfield asked us this question that Discord. Let's go. Host of the One Royal Way podcast, new episode out. You guys excited today. about opening
2: day. It's like it his is. Christmas.
3: It is like his Christmas. New episode out today. They talked to JJ Piccolo on Monday. Go listen to that if you haven't already. Yeah.
2: That was good awesome. interview. Great yeah. interview. Excited to get their Royals channel up and going. and got some cool things planned for that. So, yeah. Yes. If you're a Royals fan, go check that out. And, uh, yeah, get weekly shows on your Kansas City Royals.
3: Here's That's what he has. Uh If you can put a Royals player on the Chiefs and a Chiefs player on the Royals. Oh, I love these. Who would it be and what position would they play?
2: We used, we've we talked about this before because it always used to be like Dyson. Like, just put Ooh. Dyson. Like oh. He'd be good. He's a returner. Yeah. Don't they have any burners now? They're all young guys. Bobby Witt's fast. How tall is Vinny? I think,
3: I think I think Vinny's fairly tall. Could and be he like could a be tight a end? Dude. He probably could be. Yeah. He's a or, big Jets fan.
2: They, <laughs> it's an exciting offseason. <laughs> they <do, Like>, they're <laughs> in headlines every day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Bobby Witt's the one just because he's an athlete. He's good. I don't know where you play him, what he'd do, but it's he'd weird. find a role.
3: Got good hands. It's the dude. I think you have to put Pat on the Chiefs, right? I
2: don't want to get him hurt. <laughs> like I'm risking yeah. not that that's not fair to Bobby Witt. Just like really. I'm not gonna play football, get out there.
3: Yeah, Steven, Steven says for baseball can't put Mahomes on it. So if we don't if we don't put Mahomes, you think yeah.
2: which Chiefs player could go play for the Royals? Easy answer, because I know we've done this before years ago, because Spencer Ware. Spencer yeah. Ware played baseball at you at LSU. Yeah, I think a lot of people knew that. He's an outfielder. He's very good. Um,
3: Maybe. Uh, oh, Kadarius Tony could be like a draw Dyson-esque role, Ooh. before you could do like a pinch runner type deal. Yeah. Outfielder. Ooh, Clinton P- Petrie says MJ Melinda screams corner to me.
2: Catcher, right fielder, corner.
3: Is he is he lengthy? I don't know his. Do they do they get his arm length measurements at the? uh Maybe MLB Nicky Cohen? Lopez. Yeah, it's small. It works to safety.
2: What about Sal? Salvi.
3: Hey, I could I could see him being like uh like a Travis Kelsey type, sit down in the zone. Yeah. Just kind of making his money.
2: He's like an end of this end of the career Antonio Gates, <laughs> <Like> <laughs> yeah, just, just looking around, uh-huh. making plays, getting open because he knows he knows what to do. Yeah. I'm still staying on the, the Chiefs. One. I'm trying to figure out which Chiefs player I think could really hit a baseball. Well, we've seen Patrick Mahomes. I mean, we're, I know he's off limits here, right. <laughs> but we saw him in the softball game crush it. Kelsey could probably crush a baseball, but those are two obvious answers. I think
3: that's the hardest transition, though, right? I think that's you know, the hardest transition.
2: Probably Justin Reed.
3: Mm, yeah, can very kick athletic. a 65
2: yard field goal, I'm pretty sure he could probably hit a baseball.
3: He'd probably, I feel like he'd be good, like, uh, Maybe second baseman. Hmm. Steve Gray says uh, Kadarius Tony's outfield would be amazing. Great arm. Yeah. Uh, great range. Did he throw a pass? I believe Kadarius Tony has thrown a pass in an NFL game before, and it was against the Chiefs. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else.
2: I don't know. I don't remember that one. Oh, Tommy Townsend. Tommy of the Ta- bullpen. We, he could throw.
3: Shout out, Joel. This is Joel with his question. There you go. (laughs) The answer answer can. There it is. I
2: appreciate the restraint you showed in asking the question, then waiting a little bit before you put in the answer in all caps. (laughs) It's probably waiting for us to come up with that answer. Sorry, we disappointed you, but. We are not going to disappoint you with the rest of this show, but we are going to take a break. Again, we're hanging out at McAdoodles over here in Lee Summit, 15% off for the rest of today. If you mention KC Sports Network, that's for wine and spirits. Mention that when you come by For the end of the day, get your stuff for Royals opening day, whether you're going out there, whether you're staying, but we'll be right back after this.
1: You're listening to KC Sports Network. We'll be right back after this.
2: All right, welcome back to Macadoodles out here in Lee Summit off 291 Highway, where we were answering your questions and questions that were submitted by our subscribers through our Discord. You can get access to our Discord by being one of the paid subscribers to the KCSN Daily Substacks. Newsletter comes out every day. We've got all different types of film studies, analytics from our guy Joseph Hefner, a sports data scientist. Uh, a lot of good information if you're someone who likes getting an email six o'clock every weekday morning with some next level. Um, chief's information, so it's 30 so, bucks per year, it's not bad, it's about 400 newsletters a year. So, you do the lot. math, which I'm not great at, it's not very much money per newsletter. So, I'm not gonna um, Plus, you get access to all kinds of cool things, uh, through the Discord, and it's a cool community in there. I know you spend more time in the Discord yeah. than I do, but it's a cool spot.
3: Uh, Maddie and Craig are the two Discord guys that are in there the most. Maddie's in there a lot. Maddie is in there a lot. He's, he's doing like exclusive Discord only film rooms.
2: I see them, I get notification whenever he. Put stuff in there.
3: There you go. Yeah, you're on the add everybody. He adds everybody on those. So all yeah. five hundred members in the Discord will get a notification. No matter where they are, what time of day it is. Maddie has that power. Maybe we should take that power away from Maddie. Who knows? Uh but anyway, this is a question coming from the Discord. This is from Craig fight Stout. Words. Yeah, what's fine, George. this is from Craig Stout. What bottles are we walking away with today at Mac Ooh, Mac
2: I had to actually get a couple of bottles of wine. So my wife and thing. I and some of our friends do a A dinner party, monthly dinner party where it rotates with whose house we go to. And uh, this week it's ours. So having uh, 10, 12 people over, um, our friends, couples, and um, cooking dinner. And I got to get some wine for the party. So I'm going to go grab some, probably some bottles of Malbec.
3: Good thing it's 15% off. Yep. Wine down Wednesday.
2: Didn't even put that together. Yeah. Beautiful.
3: And if you mention KC Sports Network, you're 15% off spirits too.
2: I'll mention Casey Sports Network when I go hey, over uh, there. Hey, <laughs> the guys in the corner with all the equipment. Yep.
3: Yeah. No. Uh, so uh, make sure to drop those questions in the live chat. We'll answer those as well as uh, as well as questions that we are getting uh, from the Discord. <laughs> this one is uh, from Maddie Kuiper. He's changed hmm. his name in the Discord to Maddie Kuyper because they're doing the member only mock draft. That's also something that's going on in the KCSN Discord uh, between Tucker and Kent who wins in an arm wrestling thumb wrestling combo match in which you do both at the same time, but have to win both to be declared the Victor. Well, there's a lot going on. I don't
2: think Kent has any shot on arm wrestling. I don't think you have any shot on thumb war. So it's going to be a draw. (laughs) I got a, that's a trick question.
3: It is a trick question. And I think that's kind of the answer that Maddie was looking for. That's a very Maddie answer, right? To a Maddie question. Um, He's just trying
2: to get it off of the one-on-one basketball that always comes up between Maddie and Kent.
3: They were both offended by the line that I said of minus three in favor of Maddie. Maddie was offended it wasn't higher. Kent was offended (laughs) it was three.
2: (laughs) There's only one way to solve this. If they would ever be
3: in town at the same time near a basketball goal, interesting. Weird.
2: The draft's coming up.
3: Could be soon. Um, all right, here we go. This and speaking, speaking of the draft,
2: we hopefully within the next week, we'll announce where we will be uh, for each night of the draft and actually doing, uh, potentially doing a show earlier in that week at another special location. Uh, and if you are a member of the KCSN Discord, you don't even know this. This is breaking news from meeting I had yesterday. Um, we are going to open up um, to our subscribers, our Discord members, uh, an opportunity for, um, don't know the numbers yet, so brainstorming this out loud. Um, live on the show, uh, inviting some people to come hang out with us Sunday after the draft. We do our recap show up in Weston. Oh. Uh, gonna have drinks, gonna have food up there. Um, gonna have another. Don't wanna announce, don't wanna steal their thunder, but some other very prominent. NFL content creators that aren't based here in Kansas city, but you know who they are. Uh, They're going to be hanging out with us at the event center on Sunday after the draft. And so we're going to open that up. If you're interested in doing that, reach out to us, hit us up in the discord uh, and we'll figure out how many slots, whether it's 50, whether it's a hundred. But have people come hang out with us as we break down the draft. That'll be Kent, Maddie, uh, Craig, Tucker, myself, Joel, come hang out. Whoever wants to come, come hang out uh as far as kcs and because i know you're watching come hang out too but um but yeah we'll have more information on where we will be streaming all three nights of the draft uh, we'll have that uh to you very soon
3: well that was a question that was brought up in the discord that i did not didn't bring up didn't want to put you on the spot like, Nick I'm like getting did a lot of people night. asking
2: which is awesome because i know people uh love the content last year it was awesome for us um really cool stuff planned for this year uh, it's a prominent location. You guys are all going to know where it's at uh, as soon as we announce it, but just want to get uh, a couple of the details figured out before we announce it in case anything changes. Can't put that toothpaste back in the, True. In the tube.
3: Uh, so there you go, Mike Denny. There's your answer to how the draft party is looking. Uh, that's uh, what we're doing. Let's get to this uh, question Ooh. here from Stacy Smith.
2: Oh, I got like the one above it. Too. Oh,
3: okay, let's let's do Justin's first, then we'll get to Stacey's after. I don't have an answer, but. um, <laughs> <laughs> What wide receiver in the draft would make you the most excited to land? Oh, most.
2: Oh yeah, I just saw the most disappointed. Uh, most excited Zay Flowers. Uh, we, we talked it's to him fun. out at the tremble. I big fan of a guy who can create separation and also has kind of that change of direction to you know the stuff that we saw Mecole do, the stuff that we've seen Kadarius Tony do with the jet sweeps and all of that. Uh, Zay Flowers could have, obviously do that, but he can also run routes. He's yeah. very polished in that way. I know some people might say that sounds kind of similar to Sky Moore and what we talked about with him <laughs> last year, um, yeah. but I think Zay Flowers is going to make an impact for an NFL team if you put him in the right situation, which for Kansas City would be the right situation. Um, and then most disappointed, um, that's a tough one because there's it's
3: tough. I haven't
2: watched any receivers that I think everyone else is talking about that really like that I don't. I would say, and this one's probably going to shock some people I know because you're a big TCU fan. I've gotten burned by liking so many receivers that are just like Quentin Johnson over the years. Those yeah. B- Akeem Butler, Jordan Matthews, uh, i mean, Chiefs fans, Jonathan Baldwin. I know their the skill sets may be a little bit different, but those bigger receivers that aren't necessarily the twitchy guys that it's just can go out physical. You, those guys don't always train. Antonio Gandy golden was like a mid round mm-hmm. guy that I really liked a few years ago, bigger player, not the short area, quickness, twitch create separation. It's those bigger guys. Sometimes they turn into Calvin Johnson or <laughs> AJ Brown and like DK Metcalf was another one of those guys. Yeah. Um, but he's probably the one that I'd say, Hey, this is going to take a little bit bit of time. And it takes time for any rookie receiver. I think expectations need to be uh, where they are. Go back and look, you know, throughout Andy Reid's time, how many rookie receivers have really stepped up and made a huge impact um, right away. It takes a little bit of time to get used to this offense.
3: It does for sure. Um, I think what's really interesting about uh, Quentin Johnston, who you're talking about, he's a big wide receiver who does have a little bit of like small guy about him. Um, the way he runs, how he can do his, his yards after the catch. I believe it was like 17.6 yards per reception for Quentin Johnson last mm-hmm. year. Like big play wide receiver, a guy who I think a little bit of an issue is, you know, I think his drop percentage was like 12% as what mm-hmm. Maddie Lane told me. So I think that's something that you have to think about. The route, route tree is not fully there. Jalen Hyatt's an interesting one because mm-hmm. if you look at his tape, you look at his film and Sean Barber was telling us about this. It looks like it's seven on seven. It looks like he's running on air because he's the way he's able to get vertical, the way he's able to get vertical so fast, and the ball gets to him, and how he can create separation. A lot of times, you're just like, okay, where is everybody else? Uh, and Barber said, "This is you got to be careful if you're a team drafting because you got to have a quarterback that's going to be able to catch up with them." And uh, Patrick Mahomes can do that.
2: Before we get Stacy's bring up yeah. Okay. Think, think through tactical. I think he's just trying to. I think he's trolling us. Yeah. Bijan being available at 31 do we get him Bijan is I think going to be a, I think going to be a stud I think that's I don't think he's at 31 I will say no that. I don't think he's gonna be a 31 either uh he's gonna be a stud but that would trigger all of Chiefs fans and I would that would not good. be a fun draft night let's just say that way and that has nothing to do with Bijan he's gonna be a great player yeah. I think that would just set some Chiefs fans off
3: well, just with the history um just
2: amazing that they could take a tackle and people would be more excited than a running back <laughs> as a skill skill guy <laughs>
3: Yeah, that's what it comes down to. Another question, this is Stacey's question that I was alluding to earlier, uh, is a reunion with Byron Pringle, Demarcus Robinson, or Justin Watson, likely given the uh, cost considerations and system familiarity? Or what are your questions?
2: Yeah, I think Justin Watson makes the most sense there, uh, just because of the way Dave Tope talked about him on special teams. I don't I think d played some special teams, but it wasn't a huge part of um, – Know his role when he was here, and I could be wrong on that. I'm sure somebody can go look at those numbers, but of those three, I'd say Justin Watson makes the most sense. And I love Pringle, yeah. Um, but I think Watson makes sense for the way that Patrick talked about him, the way that he kind of immersed himself in the offense, and again, with special teams last year, that he made some big plays at different times. You know, that stretch through November, December, when the Chiefs were winning games that they weren't playing great, you know, they were just winning by like three points against teams that should be blowing out. Uh Uh, some of those key third downs and some of those plays that you kind of forget about. Um, Justin Watson was making some of those key third down catches. So love to see him back.
3: Shout out to think through tactical. He said he's a Chiefs fan from Austin, Texas. Okay. And he can dream. Fair enough. Okay. We'll take it.
2: Sorry for assuming that uh, you were trying to trigger chiefs. Fans.
3: Listen, as a chiefs fan, who was a K state guy, he, he was fun in round three, four.
2: I wouldn't hate it. Wouldn't hate it. Interesting. I think he's, he's going to be a stud. You watch the highlights of him doing like combine drills, like oh. his feet.
3: That's not even a
2: bias thing. Like, that's just beautiful to watch.
3: There's a YouTube short in the drafts that I was working on when the the Orlando Brown news hit that they weren't going to tag him. And then I scrapped it and worked on an Orlando Brown Mm. Jr. one. You can go back. I can go back to it. But it's about Deuce Vaughn. So, uh, love it. Hear that? Love it. All right. I'll go back to the Discord here as we uh, get some more. Uh, questions here.
2: Glenn Peachy says, need a new, uh, fullback H back.
3: That's yes. true. Uh, a conversation I've had a lot is, you know, they brought back Blake, Blake Bell brought back Blake Bell. Yep. Tongue twister. Uh, so some thoughts are when they do go to the fullback position, some sets that they have, do they put him at the fullback position? Who knows? But we, we know that Andy Reed loves a
2: fullback. Yeah. We've said that ever. I've said that's been brought up every year that we go to training camp. I talked to Mitch Holtz about that all the time with Anthony Sherman, all those guys. And he was a four core special teams captain. But it was always like trying to figure out how to make all the players make sense. And you end up getting rid of a player or a DB or a receiver or an offensive lineman that you think may really help you. Mm -hmm. It's like, where could you steal a spot? And it's like, do you really need a fullback? Do you really need that guy? And it's, yes, they always want one of those guys. So I'm team Derek Parrish. He's fun. That'd be fun. fun. There's Not a ton of fullback reps, but watch some of his tape when I was going through his, his, uh, his interview that we did at East West Shrine Bowl. You'll be able to find that next Monday. On KC Sports Network, we've got uh, the running backs that we spoke with out at the East West Shrine Bowl. One of them is Derek Parrish. who's also an edge rusher uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from Houston, so he's kind of a throwback playing them both. He not play a ton of fullback, more of an edge rusher in college, but um, kind of an undersized guy, but it has got some juice. Um, just kind of got that Vibe about him that is like you seem like a fullback.
3: He's a football player. That's yeah. what he is. He's a, he's a football player. I that's you want what Ken him, said. Yeah, you want him on the field. Uh, is is a guy that you want. It's the guy you you're gonna find a position for. So he was the guy at practice when it was when it was raining and it was the gross day after practice. And he had his he had his shirt tucked in underneath his pad so he's wearing like a crop top, and mm-hmm. he's got the he's got the body to show it off. So I mean, um, a, just a true football guy. Ken
2: hammered him about that in that interview. Yeah. He uh, was like, are down. you just going to accept the fine? He's like, maybe. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, I'm doing this at the NFL. <laughs> the old cowboy collars.
3: Yeah, need to bring those back. Um, all right, here's one from Julian K., Eric B. Biennium's burner. Uh, what former chief would you want to have a guest on a podcast?
2: <sighs> Colin Saunders.
3: I guess that counts now, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: He's got a standing offer anytime he wants to host a podcast on the network. So he's done playing and... 10 years ones make some more money wins i'll say wins a super bowl it means the chiefs aren't but bring him back now he's gotten paid bring him back after again right sign him in like four years retire as a chief yeah just bring him back Come back closer to home st louis and uh yeah but phenomenal personality great dude Uh, i'm excited uh to grab lunch with him here in in a bit that's true because um, for anyone listening, I'm, not, I'm hanging out with Colin. He, Colin Saunders, is gracious enough, gracious enough during the Soul of Casey toy drive raffle that we do around Christmas time, benefiting Operation Breakthrough. That one of the prizes for a group was to win a lunch with Colin Saunders in the off season. and so I've been messaging with Colin since he signed with the Saints. Like, hey yeah. man, he's coming back to Kansas City. We still have All his right. lunch, and he was very nice, saying, "Yeah, I actually thought about that right before I signed." It's like, well. I mean, that's awesome, <laughs> but he'll be back in town for a little bit, and we're gonna go grab lunch with the winners of that. I'm Excited about that, but yeah, there's a lot of good ones. But Colin, just because he's got a standing offer. Oh yeah, two player, two players, him and Chase Bryce.
3: Chase Bryce,
2: <laughs> standing offers. Yeah, host podcast on the network.
3: Drafted by the Houston Gamblers. See if he gets drafted in the NFL.
2: We'll see. Great personality. Oh, love yeah. that dude.
3: Oh yeah. Uh, should we take a break?
2: Yeah. Let's take take another quick break. This will be the last one. Again, we're hanging out at McAdoo's. Appreciate you all for hanging out. See you in a minute. A sports network for today's fan. KC Sports Network. Podcasts. YouTube.
1: Social media. Live shows. KCSN.
2: You know Tucker, welcome back everybody. You know Tucker? I just saw a comment from uh Justin Duwepping. You know what? Boy, that's everybody nuts. else can that's watching on YouTube and try to pronounce that. But uh Noah Gray played some fullback at Duke, so that's an option. It is an Something option. Something we've been talking about for a decade with Andy Reid and fullbacks. <laughs> Maybe Noah Gray yeah, is the Blake Bell. Yeah.
3: Who else could they draft? They could draft uh Dalton. Oh gosh, Dalton Kincaid. From Utah. Yep. That'd be a fun one.
2: First round pick fullback.
3: <laughs> would cheese fans be upset with a first round pick fullback?
2: You can make a list of, like, what would set cheese fans off the most. <laughs> and I honestly think it's a running back. Like, above even, like, kicker. No, that's not true. Uh,
3: might be. Hunter. Yeah, they already got Tommy. They already got an all-pro punter. Just
2: positions you don't take in the first round. Yeah.
3: Here's a question from Jerome Bunkers. He asked, uh, hey, guys, great to see you. How many draft picks do the Chiefs have this year? How many do you think that they will actually use? I believe they have 12. I find it hard to believe they'll lose all 12 of them, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, no, I don't think they have any roster spots. I'd say eight. I think they'll walk away with about eight players. That's what I've said from the beginning. So they have 12 picks or 10?
3: Uh, I think they have twelve with comp picks that came out okay. altogether. So okay. um twelve. You can correct me if I'm wrong in the chat, uh, but that's the number I remember. Uh Justin gave us a phonetic pronunciation in his uh, du- in the chat. Dupin geyser.
2: Dupin geyser. Huh. Oh, oh, that's right. not as
3: hard as we were making it out to be. Uh so thank you, Justin. For being a good support about it. Uh this is from Chris N. Uh, which game is the Germany game? We don't know that yet. The schedule's no. not out, but uh BJ, I'm kinda wanna twist this question and ask you what game would you want to see? The chiefs play in germany
2: a non-conference game that
3: i believe it's already a home game
2: well that would be my next thing is not to take away <laughs> yeah. a game from chief's kingdom i don't have we have the list of home away opponents i'll look it up real quick all right
3: i'll look it up
2: let's
3: see chiefs opponents 22. it's the
2: beauty of 21 questions he surprises these questions not have this information readily available in front of us as if Right, it was outlined for a segment. We people, knew we were
3: doing it. right. People have to realize that this is this is live. This is live podcasting, and uh, it's not scripted. Yeah. Uh, home, obviously the divisional games, but they have the Bills, the Bengals, the Dolphins, the Bears, the Lions, and the Eagles all at home. What a home schedule! Holy cow!
2: Lions, bears. <laughs> bears. lions or bears. bears? Yeah, yeah. Is what I one mean. of those two. If it's if it's the Bills, Bengals, Dolphins. There's no way the NFL would do that. Aren't there teams? I'd be shocked if they did that.
3: Bills, Chiefs, in Germany at 9 a.m. You're
2: welcome, Germany, if that happens. <laughs> right. That's right. really leaning in over there. I'd say Lions or, or Bears.
3: I'll see. Uh, this uh, Shout out Matt McMullen for that, by the way. First result that came up. Matt McMullen. Uh, that guy. Um, I was trying to see if he had in here where the Germany game will be. I believe it is a home game because they were the first team announced to be in Germany. Um, and I think that's what they did last year. But, uh, yeah, no, a, a good home slate of games. Like, even if, okay, so the Lions or Bears, they do that. But Dolphins at home, Bengals at home, Eagles at home, Bills at home. Those are all really good matchups. That's a if you're good trying season to go ticket. To, yeah, if you're trying to go out to, the, to Arrowhead. Yep. That one. All right,
2: Neil Blair, another question, watching on the train home in Dublin, Ireland. So appreciate hey. you, appreciate you, Neil, friend of uh, KCSN. Is edge or defensive tackle Tucker a bigger mm. need in the draft?
3: That's a really good question. Um, I, I would probably say we've seen the Chiefs go versatility on both sides, right? Uh, Charles O is a guy that can play both interior and a guy that can play uh, on the edge. Yep. When you start to really look at it, they need a guy like a Derek Naughty type mm-hmm. uh, because the recent trend, the Eagles do this in the Super Bowl and really all year, is they throw waves at offensive lines. And I think that's probably the best kind of approach to it. If you can get some good, different configurations, some different – you know, if you put Charles Ho on the inside right next to Chris Jones, that's going to be really tough for any interior. I don't care who, what an interior offensive line is going to be. So I do think that they uh, if they get a guy like uh, – now this probably – if if Kalijah Cansey falls falls to them at 31, uh that would be a fun one to add. He's a little undersized and he's yeah. probably not your traditional one tech, but a guy that you could really um almost develop into a guy. He's, he's similar to Tershawn Wharton, I think, in that regard. But they I think a guy that has a lot of positional versatility, and that's I think what they're going with across the board on the defense. That's what side. I was gonna
2: say. I mean, we've seen with Turk Wharton move around, we've seen Mike Dana move around. They've already talked about Charles Aminahu getting moved around. Right. Um we see George Koloftis gets moved around, Chris Jones gets moved around. So um I would prefer that they don't take somebody and this isn't a knock on him, but somebody like Derek Naughty that is really just a one position. He's gonna be on the inside. I like the guys that you can move around that you yeah. can stunt with them that has that that's what Cancey could can do is he's got that athleticism and that lateral agility so. to go line up on the outside and come around and you know basically stunt around to like the opposite B gap. Like he it takes a very special kind of athlete to be able to do that. And that's what Charles Amenehu is going to do. And that's what I'm spe- That's what I'm most excited uh, about that with him and Chris Jones Chris taking all the pressure and then just stunting uh, Amenhu and his athleticism around both those ways. But I prefer somebody who's athletic and can move around and do different things of the two positions. I would lean towards defensive end as another guy, but honestly I would say both just because, Joe Cullen, who knows how much longer he's going to be here unless he's a defensive coordinator and waiting. He was so good, the Chiefs defensive line coach, so good at getting the most out of his guys in the first year, uh, last year that he was with the Chiefs. Chris Jones had the best year of his career. Mike Dane had the best year. Colin Saunders had the best year. Turk Wharton was before he got hurt. Get as many young guys in here as we can to work with this guy as long as we have.
3: Yeah. Um, I'm really excited about the defensive line, and and I talked about this with uh, Sterling Holmes on the Arrowhead Attic podcast, just about how the development of that, uh, the development of that defensive line, how much they took a step forward. I think Derek Dottie really like the only one that didn't have a clear step forward um in, in kind of yeah. last year from the year before. So it's that's <laughs> really promising uh, for the Chiefs, and I'm excited to see what they got going on. And obviously they've got uh, another year, George Carloftis. They're, they're going to have some guys, but they need to get some bodies out there. Uh This one's from Stuart McCutcheon. Uh, here, do you see throwing draft picks at multiple wide receivers in the draft like he did uh, last year on corner? Interesting thought process.
2: Don't hate it. Then you get into the conversation, and it's again nuanced and have to look at the whole picture. You draft three receivers in the top five rounds, and you add who you already know you have on the roster who's going to make the team, and you only keep five or six wide receivers. Right. You can't take a player in the fourth round, in theory one time okay it's not a good practice to take fourth rounders mm-hmm. who aren't going to make your team and then try to stash them on a practice squad yeah. or whatever like it's kind of a waste of a pick and so if it makes sense and they find players they really like and they find like a seventh rounder you take a flyer on like a justin ross or somebody like that mm-hmm. um that can make a team or you know be stashed on a practice squad i would just i don't know i know i'm all over the place on the answer but yeah i like the idea of taking multiple receivers but I mean, you've got MVS, you've got Tony, you've got Sky Moore, um, you know, and then you get into the Cornell, who am I missing?
3: You already got Justin and John, the Ross Rosses,
2: the two Rosses, but they're competing for, for spots. They're in that same kind of boat where they'd be competing with a fourth rounder with John Ross, Justin Ross, and however many of you guys would be picking, right, we'd probably, if you draft three guys and then you pick up those two, you're probably fighting for two roster spots. Um between three draft picks and Justin Ross and John Ross.
3: And I think that's what differs a little bit. That's what differs from last year's scenario, right? Like Mm -hmm. they had a they had more roster spots to compete with at corner than they did wide receiver. While we are saying like well (laughs) we're talking about both sides of our mouth at the same time of like, (laughs) yeah, they need another wide receiver. The wide receiver, there's not a whole lot of receivers under contract. They've got bodies there. Um, they don't have necessarily the uh Top tier bodies that we would want them to have the wide receiver position. I think it's fair to say, but they do have bodies there. I think that's what the what the strategy differs a little bit last year with corner uh, that worked out really well. Yeah, and it, it turned, they need they had some spots that they had to fill with various Ward going to uh, San Francisco and LeJerry Snead obviously moved up to that spot. And you know Rashad Fenton traded in the middle of the year that kind of created another spot. So yep. um, there's a little, little bit more spots there at corner than there are wide receiver. I think.
2: I agree. All right, Justin, another question. Who Who's the one guy? I'm curious on your answer here. Mm. Who's the one guy you'd each pound the table for? I'm assuming draft.
3: Yeah, I've thought about this a lot. And uh, I've watched some tape of Darnell Wright, and I think Darnell Wright would be super mm-hmm. fun uh, for the Chiefs. Now, I, I would say this with a caveat. I wouldn't expect Darnell Wright if you draft him 31. I think a lot of people would expect him to come in and play right away. Um, that's obviously going to be a competition at right tackle, whatever it is, uh, with Lucas Niang. And I think Maddie Lane made a really good point on the Casey Laboratory on Monday saying, listen, the Chiefs were very high on uh, Jawan Taylor, left tackle, Jawan Taylor, left tackle, Jawan Taylor, left tackle. So they must feel confident with Lucas Niang or whatever they have at right tackle to be yeah. so certain to flip him over to left tackle.
2: So And can- Kennard. And See where he's going to be yeah, repping. If, right. he, if he moves inside or if he does, uh, and you will start a tackle.
3: You have Prince take a Winogo as well. Yep. So, like, they have options there. If you bring a guy like uh, a Darnell Wright that you can bring in and have on a rookie deal who does, you know, and what if he pans out like Trey Smith does, right? I know there's a lot of expectations to put on the dude, but uh, we've seen Patrick Mahomes be able to make tackles and offensive linemen look a little bit uh, better. I mean, Andrew Wiley had a really good uh, year last year. Uh, he was able to get... Some, Get paid a little bit. Mike Rimmers looks good at right tackle, so it's possible Darnell right comes in and you can have a, a rookie there playing for. You would have a fifth-year option if you take him in the first round for five years on a rookie deal with a right tackle. Yep. While you're paying big money on the other side, big-ish money on the other side. I don't necessarily. And eventually, hate that Creed idea.
2: and Trey are going to get paid. Uh, yes, yep.
3: and like you're going to have to, you have to figure out some well, money-wise.
2: Especially with Creed. There's just been a, a history, history here yeah. of drafting centers, making them the best in the league, and then they become the highest paid center in NFL history for other teams.
3: The so Bill's going to come due on that offensive line, right? They've got an out on Joe Tooney next year, I believe, on the contract.
2: Rodney Hudson, Mitch Morse, for those yes. paying attention.
3: Um, So the Bill's going to come due on those front two. Yep. What are they going to do with Joe Tooney with an out next year on, on their contract? Do they try to restructure it? What do they try to do? I can guarantee you. The next contract, Joe Tooney signs he's not going to be the highest-paid guard or interior guy because it's going to be either – it's going to be Creed Humphrey. And so it's going to be – he's going to become the highest-paid center. Correct me if I'm wrong on this. When Rodney Hudson left, and I believe in Mitch more left, they both became the highest-paid center yeah. at the time.
2: That's what I said. Yeah.
3: yeah. So um, – yeah. no, that's okay. Um, I said that the other day, and I was like, wait, I hope I'm right on that.
2: Highest so, paid center in NFL history, both drafted by the Chiefs, and then yeah. went and played okay. other places.
3: Dished him and took on another rookie. I don't know if the Chiefs will do that again the offensive line, it, going back to my point about Darnell Wright, I think Darnell Wright's a guy that we've seen in Kansas City at least twice. I don't want to say he's been on a visit. He's been in laugh, Kansas like, Here's City. Here's a guy. Here's a guy who's been in Tucker Kansas City twice. Collinsworth, Franklin. <laughs> and a guy that apparently the Chiefs are interested in, if you're kind of looking at connecting some dots there. But a guy that you can have on a rookie deal for five years if you take him in the first round. While Patrick Mahomes is entering the bulk of the contract while you're paying Juwan Taylor some money and you can kind of be able to negate some costs with some, with a good player.
2: Yeah. I like this question. We'll, we'll take two more questions. We we wrap up the show again. We appreciate everybody for hanging out on your Wednesday afternoon. If you're listening live, appreciate If you're watching or listening after the fact as well. This question is from uh, Stacy Smith said, do you think having excellent coaching, in mm-hmm. Cullen alters the draft strategy a bit over the next few years should the Chiefs commit to feeding him more young D-line talent. It's obviously a very um, nuanced yeah. question and nuanced answer. I will say that I do believe that his ability to show development in players that are already in the system right. means that it wouldn't necessarily lend itself to give me more guys to develop. I, mean, I made that point earlier, but I do think that him standing – up when they're talking about the D line room and what it's going to look like next year. For example, he views really high on Mike Dana and he's like, I've been working with this kid. I think we're going to get the most out of him. I think we're going to see him improve. I think those words would carry more weight because he's proven to be able to get the most of guys. So that could affect the strategy of him saying, I believe that I can get the most um, out of this kid and and developing him into a player that can really help us. Uh, So in that way, I think he would have kind of more of a standing but I feel like all of the coaches would kind of have the ability to speak up like that. So it wouldn't be like yeah. separating himself. I think coach Reed and Steve Spagnuolo would let their guys speak and, and take him out of their word. But yeah, I think it would carry some more weight or whatever you want to call it with the fact that he's proven uh, to get the most out of his guys. Or if there's a guy in the draft that he really likes and he's like, this is my guy. You might trust him a little bit more um, just because he's proven to be able to, to get it done.
3: Yeah. Uh, I, I really like, uh, the way that Joe Cullen has kind of built the room and developed those guys, what I think is really interesting too. You talk about altering draft strategy on the defensive side of the ball. I think hitting on all those corners really altered, <laughs> like altered the draft strategy. If you think about it, you find four rookies five if you count safety and secondary with Brian cook that come into play, you that really alters your draft strategy because you're going to have those guys for three more years. And so on the, rookie deals on rookie deals. So, so every free yeah.
2: agent period, when you start seeing all these corners, get all these big deals and like, we don't want to spend money there.
3: Yeah. So I think that yeah. kind of might that come, come a and do. <laughs> yeah. That's we have a few super be a bowls one.
2: before then. Hopefully. All right. Let's get one more question. Talk. You can choose it.
3: Okay. Let's see here. Um, We've already hit. We've already hit those. Oh, if the Chiefs don't keep oh, here, here's one uh, from Trav Dav, If the Chiefs don't keep one of the free agents on the fifty-three man roster, do they take a cap hit?
2: We'll do another one after. It depends on the player. It depends on the current contract that they have. There's yeah. some players you can cut, and then there's no penalty for it. And then there's other players that there's some sort of dead cap. So that'd be specific to the different players um, that could get cut and what their contract was and how much. Of a signing bonus there was, or any other bonuses, anything that affects the dead cap if you cut them before the end of the contract.
3: This is an interesting question here in the Discord. Well, let's wrap it up with this question okay. from C. Larson12. If each were to make a big swing by using this year's first and third round and a 2024 first and second round, is there a player you would believe that that is worth?
2: Four picks, all of them in the top three rounds, over the next two years.
3: Those are all top 100 picks.
2: I mean, no, I mean the no. the player that I would think you'd trade the most for, like Will Anderson. Yeah, like somebody like this
3: that. Draft, I should say, with a caveat.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I I wouldn't trade
3: not that much. Two think.
2: first, no, a first and a third, maybe. I could see the. I, I you know what? I could actually get behind that because if I'm willing to take. If I'm like, it's my decision, it's my resources, my money. I uh, know if, if the Chiefs would be willing to take an edge rusher at 31, and you're going to get the fifth or sixth best edge rusher anyway, you're taking that position, adding in a third round, giving up a third round pick by getting a guy that you could build a defense around. Yes. I yeah. trade first and third 100%. But will a first and third round pick get you from 31 to three? No. no. So would I include next year's first form also? Do they trust that they're going to hit on those picks and those guys are going to be productive?
3: I think I want to see the Chiefs move up. I think that's what I want to see in the draft. I think I want to see them move up. And, you know, they're going to have a guy that they like, right? And if that guy does get to the point, I think Jalen Carter was a conversation on the draft show yeah. that we were talking about. A guy that gets down there and has fallen a bit, and he's fallen a bit in mock drafts. He's fallen a bit. Um, with that, oh results, my God. Obviously, the legal issues going on there. But if he falls and the Chiefs yeah. feel comfortable enough to give up the assets to get a Jalen Carter trade up to 15, if he falls all the way down there, you think that that would be quite worth it? Yeah. You're probably giving up three picks at that point, right? A pick swap at one.
2: I don't want to give up nothing that gives up next year's first round pick. I would be in two. Two first yeah, round yeah, picks? No. I don't Anything? Think yes. Moving up in the draft 100%. Anything, even like a third next year, fine. Whatever. Not next year's first.
3: That's a lot of capital. You're talking about if you're. In the compensation that we relayed out there, that's two firsts, a second, and a third. That is very similar to like first round pick territory.
2: I need we need a quarterback to fall because what I'll be what I'm most excited about just because of the the long game here. Chiefs trade back, get somebody's first next year, and then we could just root for that team to suck all season long and just raise that pick. So anyway, we appreciate everybody for hanging out with this on this special live episode of 21 questions here at the Lee Summit Mac Again, 15 percent off wine and spirits by just mentioning KC Sports Network for the rest of today that we're recording. The show is on Wednesday. This place is unbelievable has everything you could possibly want and it's got the tasting center uh that we're sitting in right now they've got the wine down wednesdays hanging out over there they do every wednesday with 15 percent off their wine so if you're in this area or you're willing to drive a little bit if you're on the other side of town um come over here i promise you it's worth it and um yeah i always enjoy coming out here i gotta go pick up some stuff though
3: it's great yeah now it's the fun part we get to go do some go do some shopping in these wonderful aisles wonderful shelves that they have they're beautifully yeah. so i saw them dusting the bottles too like they take care of you they take care of their product they take care of you the cool
2: thing and it says you weren't partners (laughs) there's there's an aspect of that here but you ask anyone here that works here a question about anything they're all knowledgeable about whether it's beer liquor spirits wine like whatever it is like they will get you exactly what you want especially when you're going through the tasting like they have to know what it is if you're like hey it's a little too little too much caramel in the bourbon there like let's try something out like they they know their stuff uh, they do just point you in the direction of where the bourbon is. They can actually talk to you about the different yeah. stuff and what's going on. So uh, couldn't be happier uh, to be hanging out here. Couldn't be happier to go grab some wine before um, our dinner. Um, I would grab some Five Farms, but we had a special delivery yesterday. So we've we got already plenty. got some at plenty. the office. Uh, but again, appreciate everybody for hanging out. Please hit that like and subscribe. Follow us. We'll continue getting uh, and putting out lots of draft content. Tuck, before we let people go, do you want to tease what's going to start on Saturday?
3: Yeah, Saturday we got a... Uh... I just say it. Do I have to tease it?
2: Just say what it is.
3: We're going to have a series uh, breakdowns. Ken Swanson, Sean Barber, sitting down, breaking down some top prospects. This first batch here, the first 12 videos will be about uh, players that will be around third pick 31 that, that could be some potential Chiefs fits. They sat down, broke these down. We'll have another 13 videos because that's how you get to 25.
2: We'll have one every day leading up to the draft.
3: One every single day uh, up until April 25th. And those are top top prospects. And you'll get to hear that from Ken Swanson. And it's Sean Barber, former Chiefs linebacker. They sat down at our beautiful new space to talk about some draft prospects. Yeah. And I've been editing those videos, been putting them together. Very excited for those to go out. Been those working hard. Saturday. I'm
2: excited seeing them. They look beautiful. Thank you. They got highlights, got barbershop, got Kent surrounded by a lot of Miller light.
3: A lot of it for some reason. I don't know why.
2: So we appreciate everybody for hanging out. We'll see you next time.